Have I lost credibility among GT5 speedrunners due to not running for so long? Do you think since you haven't done a run in a while, you've lost some of your cred in the speedrun community discord? Because I have been the main outlet through which people learn that GT5 speedrunning exists, it's usually people who like my content that end up going there. It is the case that, what is it, like way more than half of the people who've ever clicked a link to the to the Discord have come through my videos or my links that I've created. I am sure there are people who don't respect me as a speedrunner anymore. May I, what I did was before their time, but I don't think many people there like openly hate me or something because I don't really, it's not like I'm sitting there be, being like, I, I'm right, I know how things should be run, da, da, da. In general, I just, um, if someone has a question I can answer, I chip in and answer it. And it's not like I'm not active in the sense that any discussion that happens in any of the discussion sections or in general, I read every day. I don't often contribute because I don't often have something to say, but I keep up with things. And I do contribute when I have something to say. So it's, so it's not like I'm, I've spent the last two years just being entirely absent, entirely hands-off, and not engaging in discussion, because I've been doing that, you know? Because I'm still around. Doing a no-hit run is the most tangential thing to the speedrunning you can do, right? I'm still in the domain of GTA speedrunning, I just haven't been doing runs. So, like, I, don't, I can't tell you what the consensus of the people in the Discord is, but considering an, a significant amount of them came through my content, they probably have at least a decent opinion of me, right? And yeah, certainly, um, opinions were split on me back when I was doing runs anyway, you know? How the $700 Big Mac almost became the $6,202 Big Mac. I had been up for a lot of hours, I was extraordinarily tired, I was about to go to bed because I was moving my sleeping pattern and I get a text message from a company and they're like, look, we're a debt collecting agency, can you call us back or whatever? We're calling, we're contacting you on behalf of the NRMA. I have insurance with the NRMA. So I looked them up on the internet. They seem legit. So I called them. And like, yeah, you owe $5,500 for uh, an accident that occurred November uh, 2018. And I was like, what? $5,500? What the fuck? I'm like, that can't be right because I remember that accident specifically. And I've even got a video made about it. It's where I went to get a Big Mac for $2. And uh, I accidentally reversed into and it slightly clipped a car and I had to pay $700 in excess to NRMA. The video is titled uh, the $702 Big Mac. It, I, I got the most expensive motherfucking McDonald's meal of all fucking time. $2 Big Mac, more like $702 fucking Big Mac. It's like, oh, well, I, I, this is the only information I have here. Maybe you can call the NRMA or something. So I called the NR NRMA and I am so tired at this point. Like I'm like holding my eyes open I just have to get this sorted. And every sound that came out of my phone from the fucking uh, NRMA waiting call was just driving me insane. I thought I was going to kill myself. Uh, not literally, of course. I'm just saying. Like, I was just like, I just let me out. Eventually, they pick up the phone. And he's like, oh, I don't know why this has happened to you. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, you've, you've clearly paid the excess. There's absolutely no reason why this should have been given to that company for, to collect debt from you or something. You, you clearly don't owe anything. And he's like, let me, let me contact the people who contact the people who contact the people. And so I was put on hold. He came back to me like three times. He's yeah, yeah, I gotta call this person, gotta call this person. And then she calls around and he's like, yeah, this, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's been sorted. Uh, have a good day. I'm like, ah, okay. So this entire thing, like I'm panicking for like an hour 
with this whole thing. Going through all my files, going, do I have anything that shows that I paid this money? I'm contacting my fucking mother. It was very stressful. And then I couldn't get to sleep. And so it, uh, kind of ruined my sleeping. It was, uh, it's terrible. But at least that's sorted. What was the first time I stole something? What was my first score? I stole a Blastoise card from my friend. I really like Blastoise. He said he was over Pokemon. And so I took it and I regret it to this day. The card was then stolen off me by another kid, preventing any ability for me to give it back to my other friend. Although that guy did end up fucking me over eventually because I lent him a bunch of my Nintendo and a bunch of controllers and stuff. And he uh, did not give all the controls back. So, call it even. I tried to have my carpet dyed to avoid the owners learning that I had damaged it. In my early days of streaming, I noticed that under my chair was a bunch of small marks because I had bleached the carpet. Now, anything else you can just get out of the carpet by steam cleaning and stuff, but it was bleached, so I was completely fucked. I was panicking, I'm like, look, I can't replace the entire carpet in here. What if the owner gets really mad at me and chucks me out? I like living here. Oh no, this is a huge problem. And so I looked up and I found out that you can dye carpets. Like people will come and use special dyes and try to match the exact color of the carpets to, uh, to you know, to color it in so it looks like it's normal and natural. Uh, so I found these guys cost $250 and I was like, oh man, I don't have $250. And Rue at the time, uh, the real Rue, uh, gave me $250 specifically to... Um, fix the carpet. I was so thankful and stuff and I, I got them around and they worked on it for like an hour and I looked at it and I'm like, it doesn't look very good. It doesn't look like the same color. They're like, oh no, 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 no. Just wait until it dries, wait until it dries. It'll, 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 it'll be fine. I'm like, all right, well, I guess. And I gave them the money and they went away and it was not anywhere close to a match. Nowhere close. I got completely fucking scammed and eventually the owner's son was gonna move out of the house. He was living here with me and another person. And uh, he said, well, you guys have to leave too. And we're like, look, no, no, can we just can we just take over the lease? And the owner's son was like, yeah, okay, fine, you can take over the lease. Um, and he's like, oh, well, I guess I have, uh, I should like, get some cleaners or something to clean the house to give you guys a fresh start. Instantly sweat down my face. And I'm like, look, I, I fucked up the carpet. And he's like, what do you mean you fucked up the carpet? And so I, uh, I brought him up and showed him. And thankfully they were understanding I just said, look, man, I was just trying to fix it so I didn't have to worry you about it, you know? And so what happened is I I gave them my entire bond, which was like 600 bucks, and said, um, look, don't replace the carpet. Just replace it when I leave so that I can stay here and fuck up the carpet as much as I want to, and you can just replace it when I leave and uh, there'll be no worries. And they're like, okay, that's fine. I developed an eye twitch. I had an eye twitch yesterday, guys, for those who weren't here for it. Basically, apparently, due to like too much caffeine or lack of sleep or stress, you can get a an eye twitch where like your eyelid will just flicker. Sometimes so violently for some people that like your eye entirely closes. It felt really weird. And I'm trying to edit and I'm just like, fucking eye stop being garbage. I ended up taking like a long hot shower and like putting a like a rag on my eye and uh, then just sitting in bed for hours on end. I just couldn't deal with doing anything while my eye was flickering. And thankfully, it's not here today. But for some people, apparently, um, it can go on for days, if not weeks. It's crazy. Bloody human frailty getting in the way of my damn work. Why I don't make serious New Year's resolutions. What's my New Year's resolution? I have no reason to have New Year's resolutions. 
If I think I should do something and it would improve something, or I want to do something, I just do it. I don't wait for a particular date to do it. I don't even like to set, like, targets for, like, subscribers or subs and stuff. Uh, I'd just be disappointed when I don't hit those targets or whatever. I'd rather just continuously just do my best. If I continuously do my best, and I'm convinced that I've done my best, then whatever result I end up having, I'm going to be uh, at least somewhat satisfied with it, you know? Where if I set a specific goal, and it's a too easy goal, I'll feel like it's not a meaningful goal, because of meeting that goal it won't make me feel satisfied because it was too easy. But if I set it too hard, then I, I could feel let down that I didn't meet it. It just seems better just to, you know, do the best I can as consistently as I can. And that brings me satisfaction, you know? Would people adapt and survive or struggle if technology disappeared? Anyone would struggle were their environments to uh, massively change. Like each of us makes decisions every day based on certain assumptions about what's going to happen in the future. And uh, if the future were fundamentally massively different from what you uh, predicted it to be, you're going you're to be screwed, right? There'd be some people who have survivalist skills who'd be perfectly fine. But obviously most people would not. It depends on how much technology we're losing here. Because obviously most places absent like the ability to use boats and uh, trucks and stuff, food would immediately just dry up. Because like all the major cities, the population centers are uh, reliant on stuff, reliant on food coming from far away. And so, you know, so ob obviously most people would be immediately screwed. Loss of technology is just not equal loss of morals and civilization. Mm, in this case, it would. I think you would find that the behaviors that people consider acceptable or that they'd be willing to do are very different when they're secure and not food insecure versus when they're, you know, when they don't have as much security and they are food insecure, right? When you're starving, the things that you're willing to do to no longer be starving are pretty significant, you know? The mechanisms that we use to sustain ourselves in our current environment would largely all be pointless or rather not useful in an environment absent technology. And our civilization currently is based upon technology in terms of our, how we communicate, how we get around, and all that jazz. It, I'm not saying we would never develop any kind of civilization again, but things would majorly hit the fan. Like, shit would just hit the fan. And we'd basically be starting from ground zero again. And that's, I'm assuming that's all technology lost, right? Finding Brandon Sanderson's YouTube channel. How many of you know who Brandon Sanderson is? He's a very, I was a prolific fantasy author. So like if you read fantasy books, even if you don't read his books, you probably know who he is because he writes very, very quickly. As in like everyone who is, who likes Game of Thrones is like, man, why can't, we want George R. R. Martin to become Brandon Sanderson. You know, <laughs> you know, okay. This is going to be a terrible thing to say, okay, but... If George R.R. Martin dies, more than likely, if anyone's going to finish the series, it would probably be Brandon Sanderson, because he finished Robert Jordan's series, The Wheel of Time, after he died. Robert Jordan knew George R.R. Martin. I'm pretty sure Brandon Sanderson knows George R.R. Martin. So basically, if George R.R. Martin dies, we will probably get an end to Game of Thrones far faster. Because... <laughs> 
Brandon Sanderson writes like, you know, 10 hours a day, every day. He's, all he does is write. George is uh, not as committed as that. It wouldn't be the same ending, but I like, obviously we'd, we'd rather have George finish it, but I'm just saying, an ending would come about faster. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually watch. Uh, no, I'm listening to his uh, Mistborn series right now, Brandon Sanderson. But I've, uh, it's funny because I bought A Way of Kings or The Way of Kings, which is uh, one of his books on audiobook. This is the second time I've tried to get into the series and I just can't. I finished the first book a long time ago and I'm having to listen to it again because I, I barely remember it. It's just so long. And it takes like, it takes like a lot to get going and it, I can't admit, it throws so many characters at you so fast and so many names and so many intricate connections. It's really hard to follow. And I, I basically given up on it. But then for whatever reason, I found his YouTube channel and I just started listening him to him talk about how he writes, why he writes, um, his just opinions on books and movies and other authors and stuff. And I, I found it all very in endearing to the extent where I'm like, I want, I want to get into this guy's work. And so I picked up um, Mistborn and it's a lot easier to get into. And I do like what I've read so far, but hold on, what's, what's this book called? Um, yeah, so I realized that there is actually a book from Brandon Sanderson that I've read before and I loved it. It might actually be the last actual book that I read, which is Elandris. How long ago was this? Might be five years now. I was coming back from Melbourne and my phone was dead or something. I was getting on a plane and I, I stopped into the news agency there or whatever and they had Elandris and I, I read the back and I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. Something to read while I was on the plane. And so I read it on the plane and I was fucking hooked. It was so good. I, I got off the plane and just kept reading it. Uh, and I finished it. Yeah, he's definitely a great author. I'll be 100% real with you. I like Brandon Sanderson's content. His thumbnails suck. Like massively. I'm not sure how he could make the thumbnails better. But if he just hired someone to make him thumbnails, would double his sub count overnight. And I'm, I'm not saying this in an elitist way, like, oh man, he, how does he not figure out fucking thumbnails yet? Thumbnails are like probably one of the hardest parts of YouTube. Doesn't matter how good your content is, if people can't superficially look at the title and thumbnail and be like, I want to see what's inside, then it's not going to go anywhere. I click on his videos not because they look interesting, but because uh, I've seen enough now that uh, I click them because it has Brandon Sanders in it. You know, and uh, if the topic looks interesting, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it. Or if I need background noise, I'm I'm always looking for audio stuff to listen in the background um, when I'm making thumbnails and shit. Watching Sanderson and is it Dan Wells with their podcast? Because um, they're both authors. Um, Dan Wells being more in Horace, so I know nothing about his work. Watching them just talk to each other make a podcast, I think they have another podcast as well, like, and they're in their 40s, it gives me hope that when I'm in my 40s, I'll still be making content somehow. Maybe my content will be more chill, I'll just be chatting with people or something, but, uh, yeah, I want to keep making content, you know. People who put in no efforts and yet believe themselves entitled to viewers. This next footage is quite old, at this point I maybe averaged 100 viewers and I had 2,500 hours of experience with GTA 5. When I think of the... The hundreds of hours I've, I, I spent 
tinkering with every aspect of my stream when I had a low bitrate to make it just look a little bit better, or my audio just that little bit better. The hundreds of hours I spent looking for strats and optimizing the run and memorizing different aspects of this run, or to make myself just that little bit better so I, it, it looks better on stream, you know, and and all, and all that. It, it, it does sometimes feel weird when a, a random stranger goes, Hey, can I have some viewers? Requesting that I send my viewers to their stream after I've finished streaming. It's it's totally different when uh when someone I know asks because that's that's totally cool to me. I think fondly of them and I like helping people. But it, but it's weird when it's it's weird when people who have put no effort in feel entitled to be watched in a weird way. And I know that sounds weird for me to say, right? Because because I've 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 made the case before that getting successful on Twitch is not just a matter of effort. It's a matter of luck. Um, it's a matter of your environment. It's a matter of you know, in some sense, your genetics. Of, of there's some people who are, who are physically incapable of streaming on Twitch, but it does require a bit of effort. And people who are like, "Why I have no viewers? I'm doing exactly what everyone else is doing. I stream like once a week for like four hours. I, I should have a thousand viewers or something." It's but then but then then you think, what are these people going to do, right? The people who come to streams and ask, "Can I have some viewers?" Like, what else are they meant to do, right? If they if they have no one they know who streams themselves and can't like learn the ropes necessarily or, or get a leg up or or, or maybe they 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 have a job or something and they they can't spend all the time spending twenty five hundred hours learning a game and then you think of all the people who who put the same amount of effort I've put in but still never got noticed or just picked the wrong game or something yeah it's, it's Twitch is hard dude OnlyFans and false advertising of nudity a chick had a picture of herself but had like an emoji covering her body, implying that she was naked. Um, like, you see her breasts or whatever. And, uh, some dude was like, Oh my god, I got completely scammed. I paid 35 bucks for this person's OnlyFans. And, uh, it removes the emoji. And she's just got, like, um, bubbles all over her. So you can't see anything. I mean, obviously that's just funny in of itself. False advertising? I don't think that's necessarily false advertising. Actually, it probably would be. I mean, you'd have to argue in court that what was implied was one thing. Because obviously it didn't say explicitly that's what you were going to get, right? If you w were marketing something, you don't explicitly say it helps you lose weight, but you show a before and after picture of a person who's overweight and a person who's lost weight, and your product doesn't help you lose weight. Even if you didn't say it explicitly, you could probably still argue in the court of law like, yeah, it's, Im it's implied that's what this does, and I bought this product on this basis. You'd probably have to, like, try to argue intent or something. What was the advertisement made? specifically to create that false impression. I'm not a lawyer. It just it just seems as though that would be something covered under false advertising. But it depends on the country. Do my viewers care what games I stream? There's a reason why the viewership of streamers differs depending upon what game they're playing. It's just the fact that people are more interested in watching particular games. Or at the very least, particular creators play particular games. Because as I've said many times before, a creator acts differently depending upon what they're playing, their level of knowledge of it, whether they're experienced sh headshotting everyone or failing at everything, um, or asking a bunch of questions versus explaining to you how everything works, um, or just how at ease they are, because it can be more stressful playing a new game versus an old game, right? I am not the same person playing Fall Guy as I am playing this game. Or at least I am the same person, of course, I'm just... A, a different part of my personality is presented, and it might not be as interesting to you. A lot of people get frustrated when I play new games, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I ask a lot of questions, or I don't take it that seriously, and I fail, and I'm like, well, that 
doesn't matter. And they're like, you should care that you fail, blah, blah, it's, you know. Be sure to like the video and subscribe. Also remember, comments are shown to me chronologically for my entire channel, meaning regardless of how old the video, your comment will still be shown to me in my feed. So leave one if you have something on your mind.